Welcome to Future Proof, the marketing podcast from Kantar, the world's leading marketing data and analytics company, and Side Business School, University of Oxford. In each episode, we speak with marketing leaders and share insights to help brands and business leaders navigate the ever-changing marketing landscape and hopefully dispel some myths and misconceptions along the way. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So hello and thank you for joining us on the Kantar Future Proof podcast. I'm Lindsay Gorton-Lee, brand strategy consultant at Kantar. There is now undeniable evidence that great brand strategy has the potential to influence not just future sales, but future business value and resilience. Kantar Brand Strategy Unpacked collates a breadth of data-backed perspective on routes to strategic success. It also celebrates the fantastic strategic work of some valuable brands as inspiration and food for thought. Today, we're going to be talking about valuable chocolate brand Cadbury, unpacking how effective and impactful strategy has brought the brand back to growth with phenomenal commercial impact. This brand growth has seen Cadbury move into Kantar Brand Z's UK top 10 most valuable brands in 2023, up seven places from number 17 in 2017. For this discussion, I am delighted to be joined by two guests, Marierita Mugnai, Global Director of Insights and Analytics on Cadbury at Mondelez International, and Claire Hutchinson, Chief Strategy Officer at VCCP London. A very warm welcome to you both. Thank you for joining me to talk about this incredible success story. Thank you for the invitation. Great to have you here. Before we unpack the secrets to Cadbury's fantastic success, would you both tell us a little bit about yourselves and the role that you've played for Cadbury? Let's start with you, Marie-Rita. So thank you very much, Lindsay, for inviting us and to talk about this great story about Cadbury. 
So I've been part of the Cadbury brand team for the last 10 years, working with the global marketing team to ensure that the decision making is driven by human insight. Thank you, Marita. Great to have you here with us. And over to you, Claire. Sadly, I don't quite have the same heritage or uh, experience as Marie-Rita. So I've been on um, at Cadbury for the last two and a half years. Uh, so I wasn't very importantly one of the founding uh, members of the team at BCCP who set up Generosity, but I, I'm very well versed in the story. So hopefully I will be able to give you some insight today. But yeah, I've been um, running the, the strategy for the last two, two and a half years. Brilliant. Thank you for joining us. It's great, great to have you both with us. So let's start the story with a little bit of um, context setting. So for our listeners to fully appreciate the journey that Cadbury has um, been on, uh, which saw value sales in the UK increase by an incredible 22% between 2017 and 2021, it'll be important to make the brand's start point clear. Marita, could you take us back in time to 2016 and explain some of the challenges that the Cadbury team were trying to solve for. Um, what was the ask from the marketing team and what was the role of Insights in uncovering a solution? So um, the team had failed in many communication attempts uh, with a joy creative idea. Lots of ads weren't performing well. And uh, these had started then some doubts. Many people with a long experience and heritage of the brand perceived that comms had become too superficial. It was too much on surface. There were speculations that there was a problem with the idea and the positioning didn't feel true to the key brand leaders. The brand team were looking for a reset and redefine the brand positioning. It was about resetting for long-term goals and not a short-term fix. We needed a deep market understanding. What were the emotive needs in chocolate? And what did people think of Cadbury? There were other questions too, as Mondelez and Cadbury itself has a big portfolio. Complicated one. How did all these different SKUs, more than 42 brands <laughs> within the Cadbury portfolio. How did they fit together? We also needed to understand the individual local markets. As you know, Cadbury is spread all around the world, as they had a different perception also of the brand. So we needed the insight to help us to align on the right position in territory for Cadbury. So a big challenge, but a really important role for insights. Let's um, let's talk a bit more about the strategic insights. I was really lucky enough to be part of the Cantar project team back in 2017. And I, I remember um, that emotive understanding from Cantar's Needscope tool quickly led us to the aha moment that joy was central to the category. It was something that consumers expected from chocolate. Not only that, but joy could take many forms, um, making it really tricky to keep consistent across activation and, and also ensure that there was a clear point of difference versus the competition. Um, Maririta, can you tell us a bit about the role of insights in guiding strategic outcomes, especially around the positioning of the Cadbury brand? So the positioning was a combination of art and science. The insights helped to align perspective across the globe 
and prove what we had suspected, that joy was not something that would help Cadbury to be distinctive. It was something that everyone expected from all chocolate. So it wasn't a viable route to differentiate and for a long-term value building. Joy had many expressions in the category, so it was open also to creative interpretation and therefore difficult to keep consistent. Also, at an emotive level, people still associated Cadbury with warmth, approachability, simplicity, and sincerity. This aligned strongly with the brand's Quaker roots. We leveraged emotive understanding, semiotic analysis of past creative and personality archetypes as a springboard for defining the brand's character traits. Through this process, which is art and science, we defined a space that was agreed upon that and felt right and provided an authentic and meaningful way to differentiate. It was also a way to create consistency by tapping into existing memory structures. Fantastic. And I suppose that's where Claire um, and VCCP came in. So let's let's talk about creative strategy and um, Claire, VCCP were chosen to partner with Cadbury in 2017 um, to help to bring their positioning to life and to realize their strategic aims. The resulting creative has been enormously successful in its own right, uh, winning IPA gold and numerous other awards and accolades, not to mention a top spot in Cantor UK's Christmas Ad Effectiveness Awards in both 2022 and 2023 for Secret Santa. Can you tell us a little bit about the planning and the strategy that preceded the creative journey? And, and I suppose some thoughts about what you think were the foundations for VCCP's creative success. So there was a very tight team of people back in 2017, um, led by David Boscowan, uh, who kind of set out to try and win this pitch. So it was a pitch, 2017. Um, and I think in the agency at that time, we were all feeling like, oh, well, it's a bit of a long shot because, you know, I'm sure there are sort of, you know, some big network agencies out there, uh, you know, pre-existing relationships, etc. So um, uh, it was one of those where we kind of had a really good run at it, but we, we kind of thought we were a bit of the underdog. Um, um, but, but, you know, and I think, you know, Maria Rita uh, and Cantar and the rest of the team uh, at Mondelez had done an amazing job in really, you know, going, getting under the bonnet of the problem, but also um, getting under the bonnet of the potential solution in terms of really articulating, you know, where they were going wrong, understanding that, but also understanding, you know, what Cabri used to be about and the amazing belonging, you know, kind of need scope space um, that is incredibly warm. And I think, you know, it was very, very clear that consumers wanted Cadbury to return to how it used to feel. Um, they'd fallen out of love with it. I think, you know, two million households had stopped buying Cadbury dairy milk. It was a really, really difficult time. Um, and so for us, instinctively, the first thing to do was to go back to Bourneville, where it all began. Uh, so the team went back to Bourneville. They went to this amazing meeting room that they have there with all the family portraits around the room. And you can see the whole Cadbury family kind of staring down at you. There's this incredible archive with, you know, all of the chocolates that have been made over the literally centuries now. We're 200 years old. Um, but also, you know, some amazing artifacts, uh, you know, journals, products, uh, all this warmth, all this kind of richness that um, that laid there, uh, but also Bourneville itself. And I think the most important thing to remember about Cabri is, you know, 
Um, George Cadbury, who was actually John Cadbury's son, John Cadbury was the founder, but George Cadbury and his brother, Richard, they built the factory in Bourneville. Um, but they didn't just build a factory. They built a community and they poured all of their kind of time, effort and money as well um, into building houses for their workers, into building hospitals, into building schools. And, you know, when when the team went to Bourneville and they saw all of this, this incredible power of generosity, which was actually the brief that was given to agencies, generosity was was the creative um, challenge to the agencies, was so overwhelming in terms of what Cadbury had been in the past that, you know, there, there was no other answer than to try and resuscitate that uh, and bring that to the surface again, because it was such a powerful, amazing thing built out of the Quaker roots of this family that we wanted to you know, do justice to this fantastic British brand again um, and put it back at the heart of, of culture. So for us, that was the, the starting point. I think the leap for us, though, and I, this is the important point, because I think a lot of the other agencies at the time focused on Cadbury's generosity. But our sense was that actually... It's, it just didn't feel very generous to talk about yourselves being generous. It felt kind of uh, at odds with the principle. So uh, we decided to uh, do something very, very different. And at the time uh, in the UK, uh, specifically, this was obviously a global um, brief, but it was also quite strongly a UK brief with the UK team um, as one of the key lead markets. At the time in the UK, you know, the UK was in trouble. There had been three terrorist attacks in 2017, two general elections. The economy was in a terrible situation. Everyone, you know, kind of the world felt like a pretty dark place. Um, but for us, that felt like an important time to actually say, you know, generosity is a human value that is timeless, that exists everywhere. And we wanted to prove that generosity existed in the world. So we turned around the camera to shine a light on generosity in the world. And that was our approach, that was our strategy, um, and that is still our approach today to, to bring more generosity to the world. I think that's brilliant. I, lo I love the notions there of resuscitating gen generosity um, and the, the importance of context and, and, and yeah, shining a light on generosity in, the, in, the, in, the, in that context um, is, is brilliant. Steering that course and, and figuring out that course is one thing, but, but staying the course really requires discipline. It's it's so easy to get bored with direction and tempted by shiny new strategy or distracted by the need to evolve because of changing context. Um, but Kent, I've proven the, the, the power of brand consistency to drive difference and, and shown how emotive clarity can be a really important um, and powerful route to creating strong, meaningful difference. A question for you both, Marita and Claire. Life is full of what ifs, some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. How did you 
master the art of, of consistency globally in a world where staying culturally relevant and tapping into emerging opportunities demand constant change. Let's let's start with you, Claire. So this is, is clearly a challenge, and I think it's, it's a thing that global brands often struggle with. You know, it's very easy to make local work that is culturally resonant, incredibly powerful. But to do that at a global level can often be a challenge. And I think Mondelez have a very good and clear, strong point of view on this, which is, you know, it is a locally led but globally governed business. Um, so in the UK, um, you know, we, uh, sorry, VCCP, we um, don't just manage the uh, the UK business, but we also um, govern the kind of global brand in partnership with Mondelez and work in partnership with Ogilvy, who run the creative um, in most of the markets apart from the UK. Um, and that model is obviously quite a challenging model because you'd think two big kind of, you know, agencies working in partnership, how's that going to work? Um, but I think the interesting thing is, is it does work and it works brilliantly because we have a, a clear understanding in terms of our relationships and what we both bring to the party. But more than that, there is from the very, very get go. And again, this was before my time. The team at VCCP were very, very clear uh, in articulating what the, the brand was and what it wasn't, how it behaved, setting up a very, very clear brand world. Uh, very clear brand fundamentals, which is, a, again, a very strong foundation that Mondelez set across all their brands. And just really being clear around the principles uh, of what this brand stands for, how it behaves, how it comes into the world. Um, and I think for us, the clarity behind that, but also the diligence, both from Mondelez, from Ogilvy and from ourselves, and continually uh, checking ourselves, making sure that we are on track um, and that we are, are being true to the brand principles that were founded back in 2017, but also back in you know, 1824, <laughs> back in the original starting point of the brand. Um, but it's that governance, I think, that is, is really critical in terms of making sure that the work um, is on brand, but also that the work um, is is driving change and pushing, you know, that it's effective, but that's also creative. And I think for us, that has been, um, you know, and Mondelez are brilliant at this, you know, to have a client like Mondelez that globally still pushes for creative excellence um, at a very, very high level. I think it's very, very rare that you get that combination uh, of a, you know, global client that really has that commitment um, to innovation, to creativity. And, and it's that combination of really pushing for creativity and innovation tech and digital, but also the clarity of great brand equity um, and the discipline of that. And I think for me, that is the magic combination on this piece of business. Yeah, amazing. Clarity and discipline. On to you, Marita. Yeah, if I can add then on what Claire has said and all these uh, clarity and discipline, etc. So it's important that we ensure that we are showing up with a generosity in a culturally relevant way. So to do these, for example, then ethnographies, being close with the people, seeing it, uh, these expressions is, is very important, is, uh, is, uh, 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 is fundamental. Uh, so we explored, uh, for example, social differences, uh, which uncovered uh, the best ways uh, to show generosity. For example, in India, a route to generosity was enlarging the circle to those who are not usually part of uh, 
a family, for example, what we call the family. Whereas in Malaysia, it was, uh, and it is uh, slightly different. We focus on uh, on the family unit uh, and expressing generosity more in these uh, in these contexts. So to make sure that we are executing Cadbury generosity in an effective and consistent way across markets. Uh, building on memory structures, we do systematic uh, creative uh, testing. And to make sure that our portfolio, before I was uh, talking about uh, these uh, 42 brands, um, so we are lucky that we have many, but uh, that all work effectively, we devised anyway, a set of organizing principles and strategic role to define uh, what we call the Cadbury Purple Core, and mapped the portfolio against these. So the principles established are being used to develop support to strategies and guide also the innovation pipeline. Really, really interesting. I think, um, you know, both of you talk about that, the, the importance of, of market understanding, the importance of creativity and innovation, and and the and also the, you know, the discipline of the of the guardrails in in helping to to stay on course. Um, as mentioned this at the start, this, this strategy has driven fantastic success. Our Cantar Brand Z data shows that Cadbury UK's demand power has increased by a whopping eighty five percent since uh, twenty eighteen, when the Generous Instinct campaign was launched. We also know that measures of Cadbury's emotive clarity have improved in line with that strategic intent. A question to you both, Marita and Claire. What aspects of Cadbury's evolution are you most proud of? Let's let's start this time with with Marita. So it it has been really amazing to be part of uh, the journey and to continue to be part of this journey with uh, really brilliant people who really care about the brand. Uh, on top of uh, David, uh, Claire that mentioned, Claire <laughs> herself, but uh, Peter Seymour, Milang Wong, uh, Jonathan McCartney, Ben, all these people have uh, really contributed to, to these uh, success and, and many others. I'm really proud uh, that I'm part of this and we have been capable of uh, reinventing Cadbury um, we have brought the beauty of this brand back again. And I'm not British. <laughs> you can hear it from my accent. <laughs> but I've fallen in love then with this brand. I'm really, I'm really proud of it. And we have achieved these by being disciplined in staying also very consistent, truly understanding what it means to be a brand in belonging the connector, as we call it, uh, using higher level of insights to consistently and also authentically bring to life uh, the Cadbury generosity. Brilliant. Yeah, so, so much to be proud of. And, and on to you, Claire. So I think the thing that I'm really proud of, and I, I think this, is, this relates to what we talked about in terms of the simplicity and the consistency. There's a phrase that uh, David Boscowan, uh, the uh, 
cast, I guess, uh, which I think is really important, which is compound creativity. And and what we have done uh, with this piece of business is continually, you know, because it's very easy as marketers to be attracted by something shiny, something new. But for us, you know, whether it's the storytelling films and the consistency that we have delivered with, you know, a very simple framework of an idea that is consistent, but incredible variety in terms of, you know, the characters that we've showed within it, um, the relationships that we've explored. So that idea of things always being the same, but always being different and just building, building, building. Uh, Secret Santa, you referenced, Worldwide Hide. Um, in India, we have the Diwali platform. So in seasons, building those platforms. And I think it's really interesting. You know, a lot of people talked about it last Christmas. We came back with the same ad at Christmas, which everyone probably thinks is a stupid thing to do because, you know, Christmas is the big time. It's where you get the big guns out. Our brilliant creatives come up with something new and shiny and fantastic. But actually for us, it's about, you know, building on what we built last year, building not just an advert, but actually a platform that encourages people to come and play and get involved and actually delivers an experience for them rather than just us, you know, showing them an ad. So, you know, Secret Santa was about getting people to give chocolate secretly to somebody that they love, which now we want to make that a, you know, a family uh, and a Christmas tradition a ritual that people can play uh, a part of, generosity that they can get involved in rather than just a campaign that tells them about it. So for, for me, it is that sort of driving those platforms uh, that build that engagement and and more than anything, finding ways to be really meaningful in people's lives uh, and to connect with them because that, after all, is, you know, is, is why we exist. We have to demand people's attention um, in today's world and we have to earn people's time. Uh, and I think for us, you know, the platforms particularly uh, are a really great way of doing this. And and it's very exciting because it, it feels like, you know, another thing that David often says is we're in the foothills here of a, you know, of a 20 year campaign. But it could be even longer than that. Who knows? But um, we're at the start of the journey and there are so many exciting things that you can do with this platform. And we're only really just getting started. Loving that excitement and and the idea of compound creativity. To wrap up, final question to you both. There are probably other brand teams out there who are sat where Cadbury was sat um, at the start of that journey, not at the start of the 200 years. Um, you know, you brought that compound creativity to the way you've approached your your 200 year launch. But um, where you were back in 2016, um, looking to their future, trying to strategize for growth. What top tips would you have for brands in a similar situation? And why do you think... Um, the Cadbury story isn't the norm. Um, let's start with Claire. So for me, I think, as we sort of said, and, and you know, Mark Ritson, when uh, we met, he said some very nice things about us and Cadbury. Uh, he wasn't so keen on 200 years, but that's okay. We still think it's the right thing to do. And it's uh, it's certainly proving to be very engaging um, for the nation, which is great. And, and also for Mondelez as a, as a company and Cadbury as a company. Um, but uh, I think for us, it's, it's just simplicity. It is having one word, uh, generosity that everything comes back to because I think when you have that you know because there are too many and, and when we when we met to talk about this with you guys in fact Mark was you know talking about how you know brands have these big complex onions pyramids whatever else so many things in terms of how they define themselves um and you know he he argued and I I kind of agree with him that all you need is really one word two maybe three no more but that simplicity and that reduction, and I think it's that reduction is the key point, is so helpful because then anyone who is involved in that brand, building that brand, knows that there is this touchstone, this single word that they have to connect with and that they have to activate. Um, 
when you have that simplicity and that clarity and that uh, focus, uh, then I think everyone can get behind it. And again, I think the interesting thing about the simplicity point is, you know, when you have that simplicity also, it creates a great uh, springboard for amazing creativity uh, in all sorts of ways. And we've touched on, you know, the importance of tech and AI and, and the guys in India, Ogilvy India, are doing fantastic work out there at the moment in terms of, you know, things like birthday song, et cetera, and the, the type of work we've been able to do um, in the UK as well with, with you know, things like Worldwide Hide uh, and Secret Santa and some other things that we have in the pipeline at the moment that I can't tell you about. It's, it's just phenomenal. And I think in, in my my pretty long career, I've never worked on something that has been so simply defined that then allows you to drive for such creative richness. So for me, that would be the one thing I would encourage people to do is to, to reduce all of those charts and decks around what your brand is down to one single word, that discipline again, um, is what then opens up the creative opportunity. I love that. Simplicity enables creative richness. Beautiful. Um, Marita, um, what would you Yeah, add? I can add that we are also very fortunate in that we have a fantastic product and a history that can we can be proud of and um, we can definitely then continue to build on. We were lucky that Mr. Cadbury had created this symbol of the nation and we stay true to what people love about Cadbury, staying true to that. So being respectful to past and building on it has been very, very, very important. So, but of course, then you need to constantly adapt to the moment and the times, otherwise we can risk of becoming dated. But as Claire said before, always in a meaningful, relevant way, which is a true to the brand. Thank you. That's so, it's been so interesting to unpack. It's about building on the strengths, not staying still, adapting to the moment, yet keeping strategy and execution consistent over time. That's been key. If I reflect on three things, I would say, listening to you guys, that maybe that the strategy did super well. I think it was uncovering the brand's start point and, and you know, spending time really doing an, a deep, um, emotive understanding of the markets that you operate in um, to help seed that uh, relevance that you guys uh, were fantastic in prioritizing, as you say, Claire, simplifying your your routes for growth so that the team across the world were super, super clear on the way the strategy was briefed in. And, and it, so whether it's internal or external, avoiding misinterpretation, enabling consistency. Um, and that, and you know, you, you both have talked about that discipline um, that you've built that meaningful difference with with different discipline, sticking to the plan, staying plugged into that cultural pulse, um, but fine tuning through clear systems of organization and optimization to to make sure that every activation and touch point reinforces that positioning. And and, and what I love most is that you you both talk about the excitement that that doesn't feel like you straight jacketed. That actually it's a fantastic, exciting platform to um for for compound creativity so i love that thank you so much thank you claire thank you again marita and um thank you for listening to brand strategy impact on the Cantor future proof podcast You've been listening to Future Proof from Kantar and Side Business School. For all episodes and more information, visit kantar.com or oxfordfutureofmarketing.com. 
If you enjoyed this, please leave us a rating and a review and subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. Thank you.